might kill some of the locals or the locals might kill us. Who the fuck knows? Be an SNP lynching. Welcome, guys. To... Nah, that's a shit fucker, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, I this is the first time in about five episodes that I've not had a beer buzz on. I'm just drinking a fucking Dr. Pepper. <sighs> Get your shit together, man. Do it again, yeah? Right. Welcome, guys, to the Away End, episode 28. Staggers when you think about it that we're we still just keep chatting shit every Monday, 7.30. I text these boys, right? We up for it. We fancy it. And oh, we don't need your life story, mate. Come oh, on. here we go. He's already digging me out. Go on, Jimbo. Hey up, mate. How's things? You good? Down in London. Lockdown right. life. I'm all right, mate. Just, you know, meandering through the life as everyone is right now. Baker, give us a shout over in Didsbury. Can you do it in Spanish? Mm. Yeah. Oh, buenas noches. Buenas noches, Daniel. <laughs> ¿Qué tal, Daniel? I really hope you don't expect me to say anything back to that. He just you told know. you to no, no, fuck no, off, mate. I genuinely, um, I learned how to say go away from when Gary Neville got sacked from Valencia because they were chanting at him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> all, these, oh. all, these, like, all, these, all these Valencia fans holding these banners saying, Gary, vete ya, which means Gary, go away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, let's not get stuck in that rabbit hole with uh, Gary Neville's managerial career. Well, it'll be quite a short rabbit hole, actually. As we always do, we we go through the weekend's games, and um, it might be a short one this week, boys. It, it seemed like a pretty uneventful weekend in terms of results and things like results, that. Results, yeah. yeah. But VAR, like, yeah. I mean, we can definitely have a, a gripes about certain games with that, which we will get on to. But um, as we did last week, we're going to start with our new system. So the following results came in. James, sorry, this is my BBC uh, news presenter's voice, as best as I can do. <laughs> Saturday's games, Manchester City versus West Ham United, 2-1 to Manchester City. West Bromwich Albion versus Brighton, 1-0 to West Bromwich Albion. Leeds versus Aston Villa. Oh, this is, this is awful. <laughs> I can't do it any other way, mate. I can't give it any more. Leeds versus, Leeds versus Villa. 1-0 Villa. Oh, we love it. That's better. The, the, the two army. Yeah. Versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. 1-1. One, one. You can already hear the groan in the background from Baker. Oh, Another uneventful one, Palace versus Fulham. But we will have a little chat about that because Baker's arse was going all the way through it. That was a nil-niller. Yep. Um, <laughs> Leicester versus Arsenal, which I think probably one of the most eventful games of the weekend. 3-1 uh, to Arsenal. Uh, Spurs versus Burnley, which was the highest uh, goal scoring of the of the guys. Uh, James with the... <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I made that noise then. Um, 4 0 to Spurs, if anyone didn't see it. The Boar Fest of the weekend, Manchester United versus uh, Chelsea, which is another nil niller. Ruined my weekend. <laughs> and, uh, and Sheffield United versus Liverpool, which broke their four game losing streak, which was 2 0 to Liverpool. Nice. Uh, Got there in the end. Well done, Daniel. <laughs> very, very. Uh, one thing which I did, because I don't think we're going to mention too much about the Sheffield United game, was Ramsdale looked like another world. The keeper for Sheffield United, unbelievable, wasn't it, for him? Yeah, yeah. Right, anyway, we said we'll we'll briefly touch on Manchester City versus West Ham United, which was, as everyone expected, Manchester City's 20th win, and they're now 27 unbeaten. Uh, James, give us your... Well, you can't you can't deny call. the facts, can you? That's where that's all there is, man. It's, they're just killing it, smashing it. It's away now. They've won it. Done. Pack it up. I mean, if, you, if you'd have told us like two, three months ago that in come March, Man City would have a 12-point lead. Madness. Wouldn't have seen this coming. They've just, no. they've just turned into this absolute machine. And the Stones' redemption arc is just coming to... Carries on. Oh. Carries on. Hey, just never stopping. No, yeah. He's going to get top scorer this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really say too much more on it. Stones and Diaz has solidified that defence. De Bruyne are coming back, unbelievable, like, as we already knew. I mean, like we said, what more do we need to say? They've got a midweek game, and then they've got Manchester United, a trip to the Etihad at the weekend, and I've put down here at least... 3-1 to Manchester City. Mate, I see no, that at least. No way. That's going to be 1-0 or 0-0 nil, because nil, nil. like every United game against the big six is like this fucking 
joy whirlpool where it just gets sucked out of you. Yeah, but mate, it's different in the derby, man. Against against ah, Liverpool, I think it was different. And we will come on to one thing which I did notice in the Chelsea game, but I don't know the 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 derby, man. It's. But you I, said that, I hope not. We said that last time, and it was nil nil. I know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I just want to make two points oh, on this what? game. No, if that's all right. Go on, uh, shout out to West Ham. I thought they played very well. I don't think they can be disappointed with that result. And I've seen a few places pick up on this since the game, but the bench that City had. Oh, God, was, ridiculous. I'm just going to go over it here quickly. Uh, Sterling, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Emmerich Laporte, Rodri, Bernardo Silva, Benjamin Mendy, Cancelo and Phil Foden. That's a bench <sighs> and a half, mate. That bench is, is is smashing. Seven players could smash an 11, 11 aside in the bottom half. Easy. Mate, it's just naughty, that isn't it? It's, I mean, the money they've invested in, it's been sent, it's been a, amazing amounts, but... What did Klopp say the other week? God's obviously a City supporter. <laughs> is that what he said? He said, God's a, God's a City supporter and you can't fight God. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I mean... I mean, that, that's a bit of a weird one to say, but just to pick on pick up on what you said, Jim. I think if there's a if there's a good way to lose to City, that's probably the best way. Like go down fighting, get get a goal against them because not many people have been scoring against them recently. And I don't I don't think if you're in that West Ham dressing room, you're not you're not that upset about that. Take it on I the bet. chin, on to the next one. Uh, mate, hundred percent, still in the top four, right? I believe they're still in the top four, uh, West Ham. Yeah, so it wasn't a very good weekend for top four contenders. No one really sort of. Took the took it by the scruff of the neck. No. Uh, right on to this one, which I will let you boys uh, pick apart because it was uh, a shit show for Lee Mason. Uh, <laughs> West Brom, uh, Brighton, one nil. And uh, did someone want to explain the situation? Yeah, go, on, then. go on, Jimbo. You explain well, the situation. First, first thing I'll say is Nuno Esperantos as as had his had his as payment here because he got fined what was it twenty thousand pound for saying Lee Mason wasn't good enough. It's twenty five grand, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what happened was Lee Mason gives free kick, uh, blows the whistle for the free kick to be taken. Dunk kind of just very casually kicks it between the wall and it goes in. But then Lee Mason kind of forgot that he blew the whistle. Lee Mason then disallowed the goal. Then he's reminded by the Brighton players that he blew the whistle, so he gives the goal. And then he's reminded by West Brom players that, you know, maybe it shouldn't have counted. So he disallows the goal. Then VAR says that it shouldn't be a goal. And then he gives the free kick again. And what you also missed, didn't he actually go to the VAR monitor as well? Yeah. To check in between all of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a shit show. It's It's an actual shit show. Honestly, like, it, it was embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing. Mate, imagine, imagine if that's in a, a top six game that's literally plastered everywhere. It's already big enough news as it is because I mean they're both contenders for going down, aren't they? Baker, go on, mate. You were going to say something. I mean, I was just I was just interested to see like what Nuno said about it was actually quite interesting. He said that like it isn't about the major crucial decisions; it's the way he handles the players. Both teams lose their focus because they're always arguing the decision. Essentially, he's basically saying that he's too much of a soft touch, and all the players. And all the players think they can have their way with him, and I think that must have that must have been a factor there because he just seemed to like go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, when the, the, separate, the two separate teams come up to him and he changes his decision twice based on players having a go, basically. And you, you he's, can he's, tell he's, he's, the players don't have confidence in him, which is huge for a referee. Like I think if they don't respect you, yeah, that's the nail on the head. If you don't respect him, which you don't, you're right. They think they can think they think they can just you know get their own way, talk a little bit you know, nicely to him and hope that, you know, he gives them their decision. And I mean, the game overall was pretty crazy though because there's two penalty misses as well. And also I've put in the notes, Brighton still playing really, really good football and losing games still. Like how much more, like what more can Graham Potter do in this situation now? Like they are genuinely playing like really nice football. I watched some extended highlights about 20 minutes of the game and some of the play was beautiful between their they attackers. Need like, they need a striker. That's the thing is, at, at some point, the finger of blame has to be pointed at Graham Potter for his recruitment of strikers. Because it seems yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he can buy tidy technical players, but I mean, I don't think Aaron Connolly's up to anything really. No. In the Prem, he's not a Premier League player. That, that, that miss which he, where he blazed it over, that, that, that just proves it, doesn't it? He's not... Also, his hair makes him look like a toothbrush. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, heard that, I heard from this one Brighton supporter, he said he'd been watching uh, Brighton play for 40 years 
and it's somehow the best and worst Brighton team he's ever seen. <laughs> it's but like if they go, imagine if they go down playing, oh, like they've played outplayed like sixty percent of their opponents this season, but they just cannot fucking score. And I know you love him, Dan, but Welbeck's not. I know. Pretty, no, I agree, big. man. He's he's not got a cutting edge. He can't. He never was clinical at United. That's probably one of the main reasons why he got sold on eventually after the injury. Which so you're revoking his title of king, then, yeah? No, because when he first burst onto the scene, man, you should have seen that that, that goal against Stoke, mate. He was he, and he even did the Cantonar like just swagger, just stood there and like. And to be fair, he actually got bollocked by Fergie for that, and I think he <laughs> he got a like a fine or something or some shit like that. But at the time, he was King Welbeck, man. Honestly, <laughs> that might be the only time Welbeck's been mentioned in the same sentence. <laughs> I know, yeah, no, it will be, it will be. I did oh. enjoy um, how Sam Allardyce could barely contain himself in the interview afterwards just being like don't know how the fuck we run that (laughs) (laughs) he was laughing because they were like because they said to him what an important win that was and he was just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) just shocked (laughs) just couldn't believe it really yeah but also there's no that you cannot legislate for missing two penalties in a game And Potter, you can blame Potter for recruitment but you can't blame it he cannot he can't put the ball in the goal for them nah Bottle jobs, man. Bottle jobs. They, they need they need a cutting edge. They need a cutting edge before the end of the season. Else, genuinely, the way I know the next couple of games down, Fulham still drawing, but I mean, they're not losing points. They're still gaining points on a minute, man. It's. I think what I reckon you, you can mark me on this. I reckon in one game before the end of the season, Brighton are just going to fucking pump someone five <laughs> or six, and it, it will all come together, and it will be amazing, and they'll then they'll all pile in, but. I don't play in your lot again. But, <laughs> but, but, they beat at us 3 point, before. <laughs> it, it, it might be too late. It might be too yeah. late at that point if it's two games before the end of the season and they're already down and they do pump someone, mate. Yes. The way it's looking at the moment, man. Anyway, on to the next one. We won't mention to any of our Leeds followers. Unfortunately, we're not going to mention the Leeds game. It wasn't a a barn burner was it and I, I, Dan Bernstein if you message me this week telling me <laughs> we didn't mention it just fuck off mate <laughs> um, Bally, Newcastle <laughs> yeah 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 well he'll love that I've shouted him out on that um, Newcastle versus Wolves and uh, my man Alex Baker 1-1 one, one. Uh, squeaky bum time I've put in the notes Uh can I can I just jump in? Can, can is it is it is it possible to get a dumb it update before you talk about the game? Because I yeah, feel like the might... game deflates you a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah. The dumb, the dumb it update's right. always a little bit flat afterwards. <laughs> so you want the energy for the dumb it update? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. The game, yeah. I mean, well, the little energy that you bring to this when we have to mention Newcastle, you know. I, I save my energy for anything that isn't Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> um, dumb it update still AWOL on the pitch, <laughs> still injured. Um, I think he's having a nice time you know I think, social... I, think, I think you should add him on LinkedIn mate see what he's doing yeah no Dummett seems to think he's happy his social social's been a bit quiet this, this week you've got to give it to Baker he does he does put his research and obviously he does his research hours and hours a week don't you of, oh, of stalking him on LinkedIn and Insta and everything else mate so um... it's my morning routine you know you have a cup of coffee <laughs> Click on Paul Lovett's Twitter, yeah. If you want to know more, you can head to uh, what's Paul up to? (laughs) (laughs) Instagram.com slash Paul Dummett. Just Um, so you know. (laughs) Now we've got the energy out of the way, mate. Give us... (laughs) Give us a lowdown on this game. I mean, one thing I did notice: two beautifully, he- beautiful headers from both from yeah. uh, what's his name, Cells and um, and Neves, both. Yeah, yeah, top drawers. Yeah. I think the the only thing that you could take away from this is that Wolves haven't been great recently, so they are there for the taking in a game like that, and we really should have gone for them. And we tr- we tried, but it's as I was saying last week: is that this whole new new Newcastle, where we're trying <laughs> to attack and we're trying to press is counterbalanced by three, four seasons worth of playing conservatively. So our players don't have it in them to do this for any length of time. And we might nick early goals. Almiron hit the post. We could have got one there. Like we, we might nick early goals in games, but we're just not, we're not built for this. And we're going to gas out every game. And we gassed out again with this game. I thought Wolves finished stronger. I thought, 
I thought they were a bit unlucky not to score, actually. There's one unbelievable save from Dubravka. Yeah, I saw that. Again, Fabio Silva, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel feel a bit bad for... uh, I feel a bit bad for Darlow, you know? (laughs) There's not much. He, there's not much he could have done wrong this season. He still gets benched for Dubravka, but there you go. Um, but then again, we did have a chance to win it with Joe Linton. So is it really a chance if it's Joe Linton? Nah, I was just going to say, mate. I mean, that is a it's a hard, it's a good chance, but for Joe Linton, it's probably a half chance at best, isn't it? To be honest, I mean, they cleared. I mean, you think of it, Sice cleared it off the line, but I think the keeper was going to save it anyway. Uh, it's just th- this. These are the sort of games that you look back at the end, the end of the season, and think that's where we lost it. Like these are two points dropped, and I think we have West Brom this week, and that will be a, that's a huge game for us. I think if we don't win that, we are a wee bit fucked. Is that James nodding his head that it is West Brom this week for Newcastle? Yeah, it's ne- then so next weekend oh, on Sunday. Yes. Oh, 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 Baker. To be honest, it was good to Lascelles was good to see him scoring. I mean, he can like he can shit house the ball into the goal. That's great. Love that. <laughs> didn't, the thing is, I didn't say much about him last week when he got into a tussle with Maguire because Lascelles does that to people like constantly. <laughs> Psychological game with him, man, as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not he's pretty uh, uncompromising is our Jamal. So yeah. Um. Also, on the negative, more on the negative front. Unfortunately, mate, I saw that Almiron might be out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, which. Yeah, it's a bit. We're we're already in the middle of an injury mini crisis. It's not great. It's not great, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really remember what more to say that I haven't said already mm. about this. It's we're we're sleepwalking. We've been sleepwalking the entire season, and I can't yeah, wait you... until Steve Brucey's mates in the media, Steve Brucey's mates in the media will come out and say, "Oh, well, it's not his fault." <laughs> well, oh, on that's that... that's what we've been missing. That yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. on that sour note, I think we should move Depression. on, right? Um, <laughs> Again, we're sorry to anyone who's a Palace or a Fulham fan. I mean, we can mention it, Baker. Your arse was going most of the game, I'm assuming. And you, yeah. I remember seeing an, uh, a message from you saying, uh, no Zahar equals Fulham win. So that just shows how much faith you've got. You really do think that Fulham are going to do it every single time. So, uh, yeah, I assume your arse was going the whole the whole That's, match, right? Scotty P's got them fired up. They've suddenly learned how to defend. They, they, they have. They really have. From what I heard, this game was there for the taking for them. Yeah. Won, yeah. Missed opportunity for them big time. Well, I was just going to say, on, on the back of what you just said there, like that some of the the, um, the defending from Fulham, they're throwing their, the centre, oh, I can't remember what the centre-back's called now, but he was throwing himself in front of some of these um, some of these shots from uh, Crystal Palace. I mean... I think Anderson's played well recently, Joachim Anderson for Fulham. And he, I don't know. He's he's clearly he's clearly lit a fire under him. And they are, they haven't lost for a while. I don't think for them. And I think they've got Spurs next. So Jim, do us a favour, lad. <laughs> well, I'll get the I'll get the lads to do their best, but no promises, mate. Just just unleash bail, man. It's fine. Anyway, too soon for that. Too soon for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we said, only a, a, a quick mention on that. Uh, on to as I just said at the start, probably. The game of the week, do we think? A game of the weekend, probably. Um, yeah. Leicester versus Arsenal, three-one to Arsenal. And um, I mean, as soon as I seen you guys, because I'll be honest with the viewers, I was I was getting the big shopping on Sunday morning at, at midday, <laughs> so I just saw the the updates from you boys. And as soon as I saw uh, that you'd said that that Leicester had scored, I was like. This is uh, this probably oh, man, only downhill. Yeah, yeah probably thing. only downhill for Arsenal, isn't it? And I mean, they fought back. Uh, David Luiz, a uh, penalty from Lacazette, and uh, a tapping from Pepe. I mean, I didn't see. Do you, you have you boys watched the actual game? Yeah, yeah, I watched no, it. I did, yeah, yeah. I, think I mean, it cannot be stressed enough how appalling the defending was for Leicester's goal, though. Yeah, it was so that bad. He carried the ball for. <laughs> pretty much the entire length of a half yeah. and Xhaka just sort of gently jogged behind him <laughs> and both centre-backs are just like nah it's not my job someone else they just moved job. away from him didn't they <laughs> gave him all the space he needed it yeah, was that, appalling I'd seen yeah, that in the highlights yeah good but, finish though great finish yeah. and I mean 
so I've Arsenal this season have been accused of being soft touches pretty constantly. So this is this sort of mental strength is really it's impressive from Arteta. Too little, too late, I think, for when it really matters. Mm. But I think it's enough that the Arsenal fans can probably see the direction in which they're going, and it, it does look relatively promising. Yeah, I mean, they uh, still sat down on tenth with on thirty-seven points behind Aston Villa, who've got two games in hand on them, and us who've got a game in hand on them. So I can't see them getting Europe. But I think you're right, Baker. I think the people will see the general direction that's moving in. Yeah, and it's, and it's it's formed on this backbone of kids as well, who the, who have finally got a decent, <laughs> finally got a decent amount of time. I think Smith Rose looked great this year. They didn't have, I don't think Saka played this game, but yeah. uh, Pablo Mari, the defender, is not very old. He looks all right. Yeah, apart from, apart from when he's ignoring T. Elements. <laughs> um, but I, if I was an Arsenal fan, I wouldn't be too like, I'd be too annoyed by all this. Although to be fair, one other thing to speak about this game is. Uh, sad to see Harvey Barnes getting injured mm-hmm. badly as well by the looks of it I think he's having yeah. surgery ligaments I think yeah yeah. I think Rogers uh, uh, six weeks but if you're having surgery that's quite optimistic I think right yeah I think that's pretty optimistic if you're having surgery six weeks and that, that, be a and minimum and the next I think the next England squad's announced pretty soon oh yeah man. it is yeah he's, so I think yeah, he's, he's gonna miss out again isn't he which is which would be it's just that heartbreaking for him but we'll see in the long run he might he'll come back better and stronger let's hope yeah I mean because he's what he's only about 24 isn't he 20 oh he's only about fucking 12 like every- <laughs> <laughs> I, one thing which I did see do you see Sean's uh, message on the on the group where it just said no commentator has ever called him Barnes or Harvey it's always Harvey Barnes I love that yeah, it's man. so true yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harvey Barnes Harvey Barnes <laughs> Thoughts and prayers with his family, mate. <laughs> Leicester, Leicester, Leicester are going to come out in t-shirts with him on next game. <laughs> Pray for Harvey. Do we have anything to mention on Leicester? Like, did they? Like, how did? How did it really slip away from them? And when, in reality, like, I mean, their breakaway sort of, you know, counter-attacking team. When you one nil up within six minutes, you kind of expect them just to sit back, soak up the pressure, and or was it just Arsenal outplayed them? And I don't think Arsenal really outplayed them to start with. But it was a, it was a really it was a daft set piece goal that got them back in it. Good finish by David Luiz, mind. Yeah, yeah. And was. then um, another good header. A stupid penalty by Ndidi waving his fucking arms around. But then then Arsenal grew into the game pretty pretty strongly and finished it really well. I think as well, like you can't overlook the fact that two players for Arsenal who are well from an outsider's perspective generally considered a little bit shit house. Uh, Willian and Pepe both turned up for this game. Willian was was really really good. I saw some Arsenal fans tweeting like, "Where's Willian? What have you done with him? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah. I I think. Do we think as well? Maybe like not because I don't think Madison played in this game, did he? Because obviously he's injured at the moment, and and probably Barnes being out and like the injuries probably are going to mount up. I, what I thought in midweek, obviously Leicester went out against. Uh, Spa Prague they went out against Sla- yeah. Slavia, Prague. Oh, Slavia Prague sorry yeah um, I thought that might help them in this game I thought you know maybe they would, but I think only time's going to tell isn't it in the long run if they can keep in that top four race and yeah but yeah. Well, the only team, it'd be such a shame if it slips away from them because they're the only team <sighs> this season that's been in the top four the whole season yeah it really would be it'd be such a shame if they did exactly what they did essentially last season which yeah, it'd be great to see them in the Champions League. Again, I must admit, Leicester is sort of everyone's second team after they won the underdogs, mate. We love an underdog. Yeah, now we do, don't we? And it's also only the second game this season that Vardy's not had a shot. He was, really? he was very, very quiet. Was Vardy? Yeah, yeah. Do we think maybe? Yeah, the overexertion of him as well is um, is probably because he's, he's you know he still only looks young, but he's what he's about thirty two, isn't he now? Something like that. I'm older. Yeah, he's, he's never f- looked young, mate. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. No, he's tiny, isn't he? I mean, like, you know what I mean? He's 16 at heart, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's still 16 <laughs> at heart, yeah. Uh, on to Jimbo's moment to shine. Uh, Spurs versus Burnley. 4-0 Spurs and the Gareth Bale resurgence continues. Go on, Jimbo, fill us in. 
Bale's back, Mourinho's back, Spurs are back. <laughs> Gonna win the fucking league, boys. It's in the bag, mate. It's in the bag. <laughs> it was it was a good game. I don't really want to talk about the game too much, to be honest. It was it was pretty textbook. It's what I'd expect from us. Burnley surprised me a little bit because they're usually quite hard to break down and open up, but they just looked so asleep for this game. They didn't really bring anything to the table. Um, Letting in a goal within the first 76 seconds is yeah, is already a for, sign. For a team that's so kind of renowned for their like stubbornness at the back as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously the talking point here is Gareth Bale and how it looks like he might be getting back to where we expected him to be five months ago. I mean, this is kind of the performances that the fans were expecting to see when he came in. Great that he's getting there now. Although I will say it's only, it's only Burnley and Wolfsburger, so... So it'd be interesting to see how he does against Fulham or games after that. North London derby's looming. So good time for him to come into form. The fact that we could bring Ali on as well, and that brings another element in. He seems to be coming back into favour a little bit now and he's looking good and sharp. So it's a it's an, a, an interesting time at the moment. We've got a lot of options up front. But considering where relationships between those guys and Mourinho were, mm. what do you think's brought on this sort of renaissance? Because after the game, they asked... Gareth Bale, Mourinho said this is the happiest you've been and Bale just said, I've, I've been happy the entire season. But wait, is it a fitness thing or did Mourinho just not trust him enough or play him enough? I think you're discounting the fact of how much the media loves to spin up Mourinho's stories and drama yeah. and like, I'm sure he is a bit of a cunt at times, but like, he's he's a, he's a good, he is a good manager at the end of the day. He has won things like, Hmm. I'm sure he isn't afraid of telling people that they're fucking lazy or that they're not fucking good enough. And if some players take that wrong, that's on them. But yeah. if, if Gareth Bale's going to come out and say, you know, you know how open, well, not open, but you know how, how he was when he was at Real Madrid, he wasn't afraid of saying he was unhappy there and making a point of it. I mean, I think there's probably been a bit of a clash between Mourinho and Ali in terms of mentality or approach to football. But pff, I don't know if you can get Ali firing again, mate, the kid's only 24. See, actually, he's only yeah, man, it's mate. crazy. Christ, like honestly, like Mourinho's gonna lose in that situation. Like, yeah. unless they're getting seventy million for Ali from PSG or someone like that, Daniel Levy's just gonna keep saying no. Mourinho, just patch it up. He's twenty-four. We're not selling a player in his prime unless some unless we're getting unbelievable money for him. So. It, eventually, one of a, one of them's going to have to swallow the pride. Mourinho's not leaving. Ali's not getting sold. So you know. But mate, if you can put the two negatives together, and if they can work together, yeah, no, definitely. Out of him again. I think I think it was stupid for Mourinho to even start it. It's going to lose, and it's always going to be him in that situation. With Ericsson, I think it was a little bit of both on each side. But with with the Ali situation, from what you believe to hear in the media. It was mostly just Mourinho moaning and saying that Ali wasn't training hard enough and stuff. And but then there is that, that element to Ali, I think, that little bit of nonchalantness yeah. and a little bit of a but so did immature but Pop, attitude. Poch used to make players like train double sessions and stuff, didn't he? Like, how did he get Ali to do that? Then it's obviously just a different mentality from That's a different I mean, manager. Yeah. Like, Poch probably puts an arm around him and says, "Look, come on, you got to do another session." All the other lads are, whereas Mourinho like, will just say. Just do it. Fucking yeah, yeah. get it sorted sort of thing. I don't but know. The, That's the, his perception, isn't it? The media and the fan base are always going to take Ali's side in that in that yeah. thing because... It Ali's been from the MK Yeah, club. Ali's been at the club for a long time. A lot longer than Mourinho, obviously. And he's kind of a fan favourite and they're always going to back him. And like, like as you know, Mourinho is a very divisive figure and the media love to hate him. So yeah. but I, think, yeah. I think in that situation as well, I think the players think they're probably going to outlast the manager as well. Mm-hmm. They know they are, aren't they? Especially so the thing, when you're 24. Well, yeah, I'm, that's mad. He's 24. Yeah, it's crazy. Know, it's crazy, isn't it? God, I think it's like, like John Stones is only like 26. He feels like he's been around for about 30 years. <laughs> um, Do you guys any have any thoughts on on Bale or how he's doing? Well, I was going to say, like, watched I've... him a long time ago, so. Yeah, I, think, I think I think it's a bit soon to call him. Like, I saw an article on BBC Sport this morning saying. Bale's back to his best and I thought fucking whoa now not that great considering that like when he was at Spurs last he was scoring 30 yarders like every week Mm. there was a bit there was a bit in the game obviously he scored he scored one or two and he had and he assisted another one as well yeah and that was great that was really cool to see the thing that like I really enjoyed seeing was he put the ball around the side of a uh, uh, I think it was the left back and just 
outdid him on pace. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, there you go. That is what we're after. Score the goals. We've got other people that score goals, but that's what you want in. You want him taking people on and hooking that left foot in. I was going to say... You want him rampaging again, don't you? Exactly. Well, talking rampaging straight off the back of that, do you remember that goal he scored against Inter Milan? Like, oh. to me... That is prime bail. And no offence, to, but he's not back to that level by any stretch. That goal was just unbelievable, like world, world, world class. And He's on the right path, though. But he, yeah, he's on the right path. And at the end of the day, he's what, 31, 32 now? Yeah. He's not going to be that same player that he was when he was 26, 26, or however young he was. But I think, yeah, he is on the right path. And I think he's yeah. definitely on the way back. If he can keep injury free, I really think he'll do well. He's just he's just really excited for the Euros. That's why he's just getting himself back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Isn't it? <laughs> I didn't even think, think about that. that. Just quickly before we move on, I wanted to bring up the fact that um, obviously under Pochettino we had so many injuries. It was to- Tottenham Hospital FC, mate. Honestly, <laughs> and and under Mourinho now this season we've played the most games out of any team in top flight European football, and we've got the second highest amount of goals scored, only second to uh, Bayern Munich. So the fact that he's managed the injuries in the team that well is is incredible. Might well, be going back to what you say, Broom, about the Pochettino doing double sessions or whatever, you know. Well, even the ones even the ones you do get injured miraculously rise from the dead after about two minutes. I know, right? Like, I know, Kane, a couple of weeks ago when he said Kane was going to be out and then he came back like literally three days later. Well, a fucking Undertaker just turning. <laughs> I love it, mate. On to the big game, Daniel. Like we said we were oh, good. We, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't want too much time on this game. We're not. This episode's going to be short as hell, guys. Um, the the game of the week. Oh yeah, the game <laughs> of the week. Uh, the nil nil ball fest of the week. Um, the biggest incident was a handball, which wasn't given. That yes, I'm still fifty fifty on, but I think I probably would. Now nah, I'm more sixty forty than it probably was. But really. Um, yeah, I think I don't think it was at all. Well, what do you think, Baker? I think it probably was. Do you? Yeah. I mean, you've seen them given, especially this season. Yeah, I mean, right. So, in commentary, Gary Neville was saying they've been given this season, and then in the same breath, they were saying, "Oh, but they've changed the rules before our eyes, and they're giving less because of." Essentially, they were given stupid ones where the ball was getting blasted at players and the arms were basically by the side and they were getting given like the one against um, against Dyer, although I suppose his arm was a bit further out. Um, I can't remember mm. if it was against a couple of weeks back ago. But I, I think in reality, it, it was another game where Manchester United just weren't good enough against the top six. So um, what I wanted to say noticeably was that Bruno really really looked off the pace and as you boys have said and I've and I've agreed with you on that when he has a bad game it's it's nothing Man United are nowhere near the team that they are when he's actually playing and mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of crazy but listen to these the stats which are United against the big six Tottenham lost 6-1 Chelsea drew 0-0 Arsenal lost 1-0 Manchester City Liverpool Arsenal and Chelsea all drew 0-0 like it would. It used to be the opposite. Like a season ago, you would be. We would be slipping up in games against like. No offense, but Newcastle, West Brom. Uh, you know, other t- we we slipped up against West Brom and Sheffield United recently. But we'd be slipping up against the smaller teams, and they'd be playing on the counter attack. They'd be scoring, winning against Smashing City. The big teams, and yeah, and now it just seems to have flipped somehow. And it's yeah, it's pretty. It's dire. It's really dire. And they, they just didn't go for it, did I, Ah, Baker, you jump in, mate, because my, my thoughts are racing. So you 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 catalogue them a little bit better than I can. Do you know who I feel most sorry for is the producers who have to try and make promos for these United games. Because <laughs> they like they go so hard on like like all oh, the great clashes of the past. Like the I remember the Arsenal game and it was like, you remember Keenan Vieira? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's Fernandez versus Abami. And they go and they're basically they're giving them such like the the bigger and you're thinking, oh, this is gonna be wicked. It never is. No. It never is. It's always shit. And I think United have just decided, and to be fair, you don't win the league, you don't win trophies by beating all 
just the good teams all the time. You win by beating the rest of them. Yeah, but fair, which is fair enough. And you're still you're still second, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we're on goal difference, I think. Yeah. So I mean, there is there only is, by one point because Leicester lost, didn't they? There is wisdom in it, I think, but it, is, <laughs> yeah, but it, does, it does just make for like a painfully boring game. Yeah. I mean, this there was some stat. I can't remember if it was seven in the last eight or six in the last seven. Um, Premier League champions have won the top six table, as in like the, the other teams playing against them. They've come top of the top six, as it was. So I think in reality, it, it, that's I don't know. I think that I that that's kind of warped though by you by how good City and Liverpool were. It wasn't just that they won the top six; that they beat fucking everybody. Yeah, true. I like suppose, in a yeah. re- in a sort of regular season, I'd say like. I think didn't City won the league. Oh, I don't know. It might not have been City, but you lo- you do lose games against the big teams sometimes. Yeah. But that, that's that's not what costs you the league. It's the West Broms, as you were saying. It's the Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. And I think United, in the in the most part, seem to have done taken steps towards wiping that sort of stuff out. Hey, consistency wins titles, man. Yeah, like, and I mean, no as I've put down here, United are unbeaten away from home in the Premier League for twenty games now, which is. <laughs> I mean, you can tell you were clutching at straws in this in the running order here. They're yeah. very crisp with their passing. <laughs> I, I mean, right. One thing I did want to say, I did dig them out a bit then, but I did think genuinely the 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 midfield battle they did cancel each other out in the midfield. And for me, the City game and the Arsenal game, United just didn't care to me. That what I saw was Man United just thought they're happy with nil nil, whereas like a lot of the commentators and the analysts were making out like the fact that um, they did look, the, the defensive pressed up higher, like the, the, the midfield were, it felt, it felt for me, especially in the first half, they were trying harder than against City and Arsenal where I felt they were just there like for the nil-nil. They were happy with that. Whereas in the first half, I did feel like they tried to get at Chelsea. Maybe because they think they are there for the taking with Tuchel in charge. Not that much, exp- I don't know. But for me, it did feel a bit different, but then as soon as it got to the second half and Ollie knew that he could get a nil-nil out of it, he probably just said at half-time, yeah. stick yeah. with what you are. and Decent we'll... decent result for Tuchel, though. Like, yeah. He's not yeah, been yeah. in the job long and he's not really sure on what his lineup is at the moment. And yeah, Still unbeaten. Against, yeah, yeah. Still unbeaten, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Um, it's, a good, it's a good start from him. What did you lads make of Chelsea in this? Um... I thought, again, he sort of is quite defensive. We're starting with Kovacic and, and Kante in midfield, for me, is a bit mm. like a, a defensive strategy, like we, we did with McTominay and Fred. Like I think both teams, like you said, I think he's feeling out his team, see what his best team is still. But I did think, especially second half, uh, Hudson-Odoi on that right was whipping balls and looking really good, and Ziyech was looking really good. Um I think keeping Giroud up front for them at the moment, especially when he doesn't fully know what the team is, just having that target man, if they can't break teams down, you've still, like you said, got two good wingers you can whip balls in and Giroud's going to get his head on a lot of chains. He just he also brings experience. When you've yeah. got a team that's got a lot of youth in there, there was one bit, I think, I think it was when they came on the pitch at the start of the second half, and he was like going through the motions with one of them. I can't remember who it was, but he I'm, he was doing all this with his fingers and like coaching them basically. Yeah. So and you can't he, discount that. Let's be honest. He's another sort of uh, Cavani-esque kind of player. Nine yeah. times out of 10, he's running front post and he's saying, right, hudson Adoy, get that ball in, in front of Lindelof, in, in front of uh, Maguire. I'll try and get a nick on it, right? And I think, it, like you said, Tuchel's still undefeated. So Yeah. Did you uh, did you see Ollie's post match? Yeah, I did watch it, and he... it was the website. The website. It's a bit unfair with the website, you know, that they're putting this on the website. What, <laughs> what website. website is he referring to? The Chelsea website. Chelsea. Chelsea.com. Right. Chelsea.com put what on their website? Basically, Chelsea.com wrote that uh, uh, extra scrutiny will be. Will be on, I'm going to paraphrase. Extra scrutiny will be on Maguire because he's, he's a giant fucking shit house. And then, <laughs> and then they listed like occasions where they've had Chelsea Man United games where he hasn't been punished for things. Yeah, well, the Aspilicueta thing earlier in the year when yeah, he's but it, like, but it also implies that the refs like, oh, I saw that thing on Chelsea.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think Ollie was just clutching at straws big time to just like blame the, something. The refs, in their, the refs in their pre-match huddle, they got their phones out. They're like, have you read this? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but then it, it, all, it all stemmed from uh, Luke Shaw saying yeah. that he heard the ref say that he didn't want to give it because there'd be too much controversy. But then Luke Shaw came out the next day and said that he misheard that. Uh, I think that sort of goes back to the Lee Mason incident, like in terms of if he genuinely is saying that and it's it's too controversial to give it, then the referees just like need to stop bottling it at the end of the day. That goes to show that maybe like still not clear what is a, what is a handball and what's not. Because if he, if if that, if it's not going to his own professional judgment on what it is and he's being like influenced by how the press is going to react to it, then that obviously shows that the rules are not clear enough. Because if you had, if you had a clear set of rules that you trusted in and you could stand by them, you'd make that call straight away. It, the the wording is still clear and obvious, and we're now in the era of subjective. Because at the end of the day, every opinion is an opinion by each referee. And I know they need to go on the letter of the law, don't they? But if the letter of the law is clear and obvious, like how how much lenience do they have in 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 that kind of decision then it's it's all just gets into the little nuances of it doesn't it it's um, yeah i think var has been mismanaged i don't think it's var's fault i think it's they were given too much from stockley park at the start they didn't want to overrule them and now the now the sort of the other way i don't know it's we're not going to sort it out on this podcast no, we're not we're going to move on <laughs> mate what are you talking about <laughs> we're going to move on uh, briefly 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 mention Chelsea versus, uh, Sheffield United sorry versus Liverpool 2-0 Liverpool broke their four game losing streak um, very very quickly we don't like to mention rumours too much but I did hear the rumours of Gerard in Klopp out getting a lot louder this weekend Baker's shaking his head so you give too me the lowdown too, too soon it is 100% 100% too soon would be sick though I mean can you imagine that that'd be fucking ridiculous I just only wish that they'd get Gerard in while Lampard was still in <laughs> that'd be fucking can't wicked, manage mate. together yeah. <laughs> yeah nah I feel like they need to wait until the, the crowds are back for Gerard to get Gerard in because the crowds are going to be ridiculous if he was the manager anyway we're speculating so uh Goals from Firmino and Curtis Jones, like I said at the start. Ramsey looked like he had a worldie. I think they gave Firmino, I think they gave Firmino's goals an own goal afterwards. Uh, oh, did they? Ah, I didn't see that. Curtis Jones' goal was well nice. Though. Yeah, he so good in this game. Good yeah, we did. That was there was a little thing which um, I think it was Genus was saying a couple of weeks ago how. Um, Klopp has sort of relied quite heavily on Curtis Jones this season for a, a, his first full season. He's had to, hasn't he? Really, but I think he's he's yeah he's shone. He's been a shining light this season for them, definitely in terms of all the injuries which they've had. He has really had to step up, and he's yeah I think he's played some nice games recently. Did you see uh, Baker? Did you see your boy Kabak? <laughs> he is goal. <laughs> <laughs> Kavak, oh god, yeah, no, that was a nice, lovely finish in his own net. Again. <laughs> and you could, and you could see that he didn't know that it was offside, did he? No, so he, he shat it immediately, and he just fucking stuck his arm up for no reason. He was like, oh my, oh. he's gonna be like, he's gonna give so much entertainment over the years. We're lucky, we're well, lucky. No, you're really. never gonna fucking see him again after Van Dyke and Gomez and Matip and all that come back. They'll probably you sell him. You never know. Maybe. I just, I just think it's quite funny, and I think of um, his former club were up to their up to their old tricks over the weekend. Oh yeah, got beat five one off Stuttgart, <laughs> and like obviously, and I'll, I'll cover this more in extra time. Or are we already in extra time, Dan? No, uh, no, not quite, mate. But go on, go on. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold off. All right, well. Um, yeah, imagine the headlines, boys. It's the summer transfer window, 2023. Kabak signs for Newcastle. <laughs> In League Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, don't start that. Baker's going to be... Do you know what? I've had, a, I've had a sit-down chat with Kate, and I'm like, just to let you know, come May, I might be really, really upset all the time. <laughs> you just need to know that it's not because of you. 
because <laughs> my football team is fucking awful. Um, right, now we're in extra time. Right, now extra we're in extra time. time. Did you see um, the fantasy football uproar, in inverted commas, um, that Dean Smith had basically... It was not... There's been a couple of clubs who have sort of advised players not to use fantasy football and use discretion more, basically because they're giving away, they're changing their squads like physicians are and other players are because they've got sort of inside knowledge. And then Twitter's like making up algorithms to like scam people's fantasy football teams from them clubs who are who were like uh, making decisions at the last minute and then putting that out on Twitter saying, oh, Grealish might be injured for this game and stuff like that. It's, um, yeah, Dean Smith wasn't very happy how how information was getting out. And I think that's, it's been discovered that that was part of the reason as to why people knew about it prematurely, wasn't it? They've been banned now, Filler, I think. The players have been banned. Have we actually all been banned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can can understand why, why Dean Smith is pissed about that, to be fair. Mate, you'd be so you'd be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some. I mean, fair play. I mean, we shouldn't really commend them, but the people who have, have written the algorithm to actually work that out, or have even thought about that, fair play to them for for actually doing it. But it's a slimy bit of journalism, isn't it? As well. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, on to our next little bit. Do you see Zlatan and uh, LeBron? I know we're going into our foray into other little bits of sport, but Zlatan and Zabra- uh, LeBron going at each other about uh, politics. LeBron, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, as Baker said before, uh, essentially saying, do what you do best, sports. Don't get involved in politics. And LeBron shot back basically saying, well, I, I'm always going to be involved in politics. I'm, I'm, I'm what I'll point out inequality and racism and that kind of stuff and social inju- social injustice. So I think it was sort of, you know, both big stars in their own sports respectively, just going at each other a little bit, wasn't it? But I thought it was quite entertaining. I think, I think Zlatan is definitely on the wrong end of this for me, but oh, yeah, but it's, it's quite, it's interesting that they both, they have awful short memories. They're both massive hypocrites because <laughs> LeBron James, I agree, has is probably on the right of this issue. In terms of, I don't think that you, I don't think that if you're a massive sports star, you shouldn't you don't you don't have to do anything. If you feel strongly enough about an issue to speak out on it, use your platform to do good. That's fine. But also, LeBron James was the was the standout person who because of all of his his Chinese business interests. Do you remember when the Hong Kong riots were happening? Mm. when LeBron James said, oh, hold on, hold on, let's not go too crazy because, you know, the Chinese, they're doing some good things and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and now and suddenly he's calling other people out for not... It's always... It, it, leaves, always... A sour, it leaves a sour taste in the mouth where it says yeah. that, like, if it hurts his bottom line, he's not against it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Zlatan's a hypocrite because he's already come out quite a few times in his career about racial abuse in Sweden and this sort of stuff. So I just it, want to see him fight. Mm. <laughs> LeBron <laughs> James and smash Zlatan, mate. You know you say oh, that, but Zlatan's, Zlatan's like dead into his martial arts. Yeah, he's into like Taekwondo and stuff. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. I'm pretty sure LeBron would get smashed up in that, I must admit. Well, like Zlatan does all you know, he scores all them goals where he's kicking the ball over his head and shit. He's he's dead flexible and he can he's fucking massive as well. Like. Yeah, he is. It'd be a good fight. I'd definitely fair to watch it. <laughs> kind of a charity boxing match sorry, at some point. Sorry, but LeBron James is 250 pounds. Yeah, he, he is a monster. LeBron James Wait, is, a, is he? he's six eight, I think, or six, six eight, 250 pounds. You tell yeah. me Zlatan can take him down. Oh, babe, I don't know. What's Zlatan's not, about baby. six four, six five, isn't he? Like, oh, yeah, Zlatan's big. Uh Baker, I'll let you have uh a little word on this one. Pretty pretty sad one. Uh Glenn Roder's death at sixty-five. Uh, yeah. brain tumour uh, former Watford West Ham and Newcastle manager among yeah very sad very sad 65 is no age no, no age these days and um, he came he came into New- he came in to manage Newcastle at a uh, a point in our history where we'd just come off a really bad spell under Sooness who in turn came off the back of a really good spell under Bobby Robson and Glenn Rhoda, he was a really, really understated, quiet. He, he had a very, very sort of quiet way about him, but he steadied the ship, and I think he was re- he was very well liked by the Newcastle fans. Um, I think he only ret- I think he only left us because of health health issues. 
I don't think was it. I, I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't actually remember that far back as to why he why he actually left at the time. But he he took us he took us into Europe. Yeah, I remember. And um, I mean, I have not, no not a bad word to say about him to be honest. And it is it is very very. I sad don't thing. think anyone does to be honest. From the testimonies I've kind of heard, it's kind of universally what a nice chap he was. Yeah, he's a very yeah. nice. He seemed like a very nice man. And. Yes, it's 65 is now age. Sad times, sad times, boys. Anyway, we'll bring the listeners back up with Baker's Eye on Europe. <laughs> hey, play the music. Baker's Eyes on Europe. Quick uh, quick roundup. Atletico Madrid is still top. Bounce back from getting beat by Chelsea. They beat Villarreal 2-0. Barcelona beat Seville. Sevilla 2-0. Messi was amazing again. He loves to play Seville. I think he scored more times against them than anyone else. Uh, League Un, uh, Lille still top. PSG are closing in now. I think PSG are going to win that, let's be honest. Um, Schalke got absolutely hammered in Germany again. 5-1 by Stuttgart. Imagine how depressing sport in Newcastle is and sport in Schalke is probably worse. (laughs) They were in the Champions League like two seasons ago. They're now bottom with nine points and a minus minus 45 goal difference after conceding 61 goals in 23 games. That's absolutely amazing. Um, Jaden Sancho became the youngest player to reach 50 Bundesliga assists and Lukaku scored a few goals again into Milan stretching their lead Juventus are still being really iffy and they drew again um, and a couple of goals for you to look out for um, one in the Austrian league by a guy called Yusuf Demir if you can track that down uh, Getafe's Ma- Mauro Arambari against Valencia that's an unbelievable strike and the fifth goal for Stuttgart against Schalke scored by Daniel Davi in the 92nd minute which is absolutely hilarious when you're getting beat 4-1 and someone just pings one from 30 yards it is quite funny and that's Baker's Iron Europe your your hatred for Schalke has really come through in that that piece (laughs) I I feel I feel really bad for him because it's just they've been so mismanaged they have been shit on from a high high I'm going to say they're as bad as you think things are for you so there's always someone who's worse off yeah (laughs) yeah perspective I remember a couple of weeks ago my dad was like oh it's so depressing being a Spurs fan and I was like fuck you we're going to get relegated (laughs) (laughs) mate there we go that's a perfect place to end there I think isn't it (laughs) nice you've been listening to The Away End you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Away End Pod and if you've enjoyed the episode drop us a few quid and check the link in the episode description just tell your mates about this pod because that's the only way we're actually going to get anywhere with this so please please do you guys thanks very much have a good one